We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We're prime time. We're going to be prime time for the remainder of the summer on Tuesday nights, right here, 7.05 p.m. I'm Sean Davis at SD2 Mics. We are brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. Chat is already pre-lit. Hey, that's what we love at CLL Nation. Don't forget, subscribe to us. YouTube, the thumbs up. Smash it for us. Helps with the views. Leave your comments. We respond to all. Hey, we give you the audio edibles every day. You can find it exclusively over at CFB Nation. We do have one more month of our podcast being joint with Irish Breakdown. You can take advantage of that. But what we've done for CFB Nation, the Irish Breakdown, it goes up on CFB Nation immediately, and then it doesn't appear on Irish Breakdown until 24 hours later. So if you want to get the jump on the audio edibles, stay locked in to CFB Nation. We need you to go over there via Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, home of the misguided passion you already know. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Man, today we had a totally different show scheduled, and all of a sudden, around noon Eastern, Ryan Clark starts dropping all types of clips from the pivot and the interview he had with Channing Crowder and also Fred Taylor and head coach Marcus Freeman. We're going to dive into that. Some very intimate. It's about, I have five, I have seven points I wrote down. And I don't know if we can get to all seven other points, but we'll see. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. We're going to talk about the apparel deal, right? And according to a recent interview, shout out to Tim Priester who sat down, sat down with Jack Swarbrick as he has about, what, six months remaining in his tenure as athletic director. And, of course, we knew that he was going to tie a nice bow for his legacy on the TV deal and also the apparel deal before he walked out the door. We, we knew that, right? That was going to be his legacy. We had been talking about that. We had been talking about uh, what we heard here in the podcast, 60 to 75 million that Notre Dame would garner in a TV deal. And sounds about right. We'll see where the final numbers, where they land. And then you come to the apparel deal, right? And according to a recent interview, uh, Tim Priester revealed that the final three uh, companies are Under Armour which has had a long-standing relationship with Notre Dame. Adidas, which was the previous relationship before Under Armour, and Nike. And we're going to talk about all three of those and where they stand. This is very interesting with all three of those. And I understand 
Some people will get real deep with Nike and all of that. Man, I, I don't want to hear that. Because if we're going to get real deep, then you might as well kick Adidas out. If you go research their founders and what they were about and what they supported, you kick them to the curve as well. For me, you could drop Under Armour off just because of the way they dropped the ball with Marcus Freeman and apparel. And they, they're killing us as far as exposure. Killing us as far as exposure. Not doing enough. I don't care what their bylaws are, how great of a great of people they are, how conservative they are. They're killing us with the lack of exposure to these young people right now. Not doing enough. And it is what it is. What have you done for me lately? Right? This is not something, one of the things Marcus Freeman said, this isn't something we can pray about. We got to go to work. And that's everybody in that building, players, coaches, head coach, administration, students, fellow teachers, everybody. It's time to go to work. It's time to go to work. So I'm excited. It was a fantastic interview. And, and I said this last week, and I hope people really understand. It, it, the pivot is wonderful. And shout out to Sean Crawford. His interview with us is available on down, uh, El download over at CFB Nation. Go check it out. Uh, at the end, he flat out said, you know, my favorite three podcasts are The Pivot, It Is What It Is, and Lucky Lucky Podcast. And, yo, to even be mentioned, because he's one of our favorites, to be mentioned like that lets us know that we're doing the thing. Of course, we're two lefties, right? So our tagline, we spin it different, came from the fact that we're both lefties. Uh, my sport was baseball. His was football. So the spin is different coming from lefties than normal righties. So that was easy, right? Easy tagline. This hoodie is and under these lights is killing me right now. Left will be along shortly. I'm sure Daddy Daycare, too has a busy right now. But with that being said, um, it's just amazing to me that we can come into this situation with the apparel deal and Pete Bavacqua, Jack Swarbrick, and not understand the opportunity that is at hand. I can't wait to dig into the apparel deal second half of the show so we can really get an understanding of how I'm feeling about this, right? Look, I put this out there. Everyone, and I put this out there on Twitter about an hour ago, everyone has blind spots in life. Everyone. Everyone. Says, Sean, what do you mean by that? Everyone, imagine everyone on the highway going to their various destinations, right, in life. 
and you're equipped with all of the mirrors that any other car has, right? But in every car, you have blind spots, right? You have a seatbelt on. It's only so much you can turn to the left, to the right. It's only so much you can really see in the rear view mirror. There are blind spots in every car. Same thing in life. Because of the way you're raised, where you're raised, how you grow up, ideologies, things that were poured into you. Look, life just gives you blind spots on your destination in life. And with that being said, even though people, even though I can empathize with people, different types of people, different races, different creeds on certain things that they might feel really strongly about. It's not something that I'm really going to ally and champion for because somehow I just, I have a blind spot to it. I hear what you're saying. I respect what you're saying. But I really just can't jump in the boat with you because I have a blind spot. And everyone has blind spots. So I say that to say this. We get a ton of backlash, whether you guys know it or not, that we don't even respond to because it's part of the course because people feel like uh, our show at times is too ethnic. Um, <laughs> we respond to too many things in our culture or talk about too many things in our culture too many times. Sometimes people feel like we tune in to hear about Notre Dame when we were very clear about what Lucky Lefty, Lucky Lefty Podcast is going to be about from the jump. And so last week, uh, I was very proud to see Tim. I'm a Chicago White Sox fan, and I've been a very aware of what Tim Anderson has been dealing with personally for over a year. And I was happy that the pivot gave him a safe space to be able to convey what needed to be conveyed. I say that to say this. The pivot and shout out to Katie Larnigan, shout out to Amir Carlisle for not only bring, bringing in the pivot to be part of uh, everything that they did for the entire week to enhance the networking power for the football program, the players, the recruits, the incoming freshmen, everyone. But what they did to avail the pivot, the podcast to Marcus Freeman. And I mean this with all due respect. It gave Marcus Freeman a platform that nobody covering Notre Dame could do. And if people are offended by that, I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. There was no one covering Notre Dame football that's been covering Notre Dame football that could give Marcus Freeman that look that he and the national uh recruits needed for Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman. There was no other podcast that could give him that look. And people might push back that cover Notre Dame. They might be offended. 
That's fine. The, the, the Pivot Podcast was a safe space for, for Marcus Freeman. It was a safe space. And people might say, well, man, I, you know, I'm a safe space. Uh, 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 this is where the blind spots hit. Because it has nothing to do with who you are, and whether you're nice. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with how the person feels coming into the room. And you can't control that. That's really what deals with me as far as my style of how I approach young recruits. Because I already know that I'm the minority in this game when it comes to covering recruits, right? So I already know what they're used to, how they're used to being approached. So in order for me to get different information, different output, and a different connection, I come at it totally different than everyone else might. And that might not traditionally line up and give, give you the traditional output and information that you might be looking for. That is what, without question, with these mainstream platforms, the bloodline, hey, let's pump out these interviews. Let's pump out these stories. Let's pump out this. Let's pump out that. I'm digging for something a little bit deeper. I'm trying to get at something a little bit deeper. I'm trying to create a safe space by which through conversation, information is given to me without me even asking for it. I said this once, I say it again. By the second time I met Justin Scott, I didn't have to ask him a question. He was just giving me information. I didn't even ask the question. Great conversation I had with, uh, I, man, Christian Gray in our conversations. I didn't ask him when he was committing. We were talking about church on a Sunday night, talking about spiritual matters. And all of a sudden he says, oh, man. Or his mother says from the other room, did you tell him when you decided this and that? Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. I say that to say this, man. We need to be thankful. And once again, Katie Lonergan, Amir Carlisle, man, you don't know. I don't know how things got to this point. I have it, however they got to this point, thank you. This is a look that Notre Dame has needed for a very long time. They needed this look when Brian Kelly was the coach. I'm, I'm pretty sure the interview would not have been as impressive, but they needed this look. They needed this look. Lucky Lucky Podcast. And this is in the this is in the midst of all of the outlets getting an opportunity to interview with Marcus Freeman. Started last week, 
continued on to early this week. Oh, man, I'm sure they're going to be great interviews, great information, great inside information. Brian Driscoll dropped some intel over the IB message board about Jadarian Price that everyone should be super excited about. Hey, that's look, you're not getting that on the pivot. You're not getting that information on the pivot. The information we got from the article that we talked about yesterday on his relationship going back over a year with Pete Bavacqua and how he was talking to him his entire first year, not knowing that Pete Bavacqua was the next man as an AD and how they built a great foundation just in trust without the titles and how valuable that is. Let me tell you something. That came from Pete Sampson, the athletic, in a great interview. But the look we got today for Notre Dame football, no one else can give Notre Dame this look. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So shout out to the pivot. Let's dig deep. Point number one. Let me tell you something, man. There's a lot of respect for Marcus Freeman from this man right here. Because at the time that he came to Chicago, I had to really think about it when he said it. Like, dang, he did step into that locker room with Briggs and Erlacher. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. That, that is absolutely crazy. And everything that happened to him, it was really a foreshadowing of what I said about Marcus Freeman that impressed me so much during his first year of coaching. Now, just peak this, man. Really peak this. His first year as a player, he's drafted to the Bears. 
I remember when he got drafted to the Bears, I was super excited because I'm saying, like, yo, he that's a nice backup. Marcus Freeman? Man. Ohio State? They just played the championship game? Man. Yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice backup. Like we're good at linebacker, but yeah, we're gonna be straight. Like the cut him? He didn't make the squad. What's going on? He gets picked up by Buffalo, right? And that doesn't work out. And the story he tells, like, I'm on a practice squad, there's an injury, you know, you get the phone call, you're feeling like, man, I'm about to go up. It's my time. I'm about to make it to the league. And they tell me, yeah, man, we're going to have to let you go. We're going to have to let you go. We're going to have to let you go. Man, that would have stunned me, LL Nation. I'm going to keep it funky. I'm going to keep it all the way funky. Because I'm sitting there watching an interview, and I probably would have been one of those dudes from, like, I'd have been Willie Beeman at Al Pacino. And any given Sunday, like, what you mean? What are you talking about? Man, you better play me. What are you talking about? You're going to get a vet. Ah, man. But there's something about having peace in life. And I don't really want to get into everything that was going on, where his family was, his oldest son, his wife. He went into that. Uh, in full dialogue about that, and that's a ble- that's a whole nother blessing within itself. His wife, who he acknowledged along with the pivot that she is without question the MVP of that relationship and everything that has happened for them leading up to Notre Dame. But I'm gonna tell you something, man. The way he pivots and gets on the phone with Coach Tressel. It says, yo, I think I'm ready to transition to coaching if this thing doesn't work out. And Coach Trussell's like, all right, bet. You know, follow your dream, play as long as you can. And when you're ready, hit me up. I got something for you. Yo. Remember, I said the greatest thing about Marcus Freeman is that he can recognize when things need to change midstream. Like he didn't wait until after the doctor, the medical, and then the medical report from the Colts, like going through the combine going through the, the physical with the Bills, going through the physical with the Bears, and not high school and nothing ever being found, right? This is pre-existing, playing at Ohio State. Nothing ever, nothing being found. Man, this dude's a miracle, bro. He, look, the fact that he ended up where he ended up, my man's a miracle. He's a miracle, man. He's a miracle. He's a walking miracle. To make it to the point where he made it to. 
not knowing. I look, I don't know. I, I we could dig and do some more research. I don't know how far back the condition went, but that's absolutely amazing. They pig man, this that's the type of stuff that jumped out at me. Like, are you kidding me? You made it to this point to even to be able to recognize and the report. You haven't even heard the report yet. But yet still, you are seeing, yo, this, I don't think this is it. I think my call and where I'm really going is going to be coaching. And you call your mentor and you say, man, I'm ready to change. I think I'm ready to change. Like, I'm a, out of respect, I'm going to give the Colts a chance. But I, I think I'm ready to do this thing. And then he gets to Indianapolis and they give him the report of his heart issues. They can't pass him on the physical. And yo. <laughs> and man, look, let me tell you something, man. I don't know if there are any people out there that really, you know saved, whatever denomination, whatever you believe, whatever religion, what faith you operate in, it, you know, even if you don't believe, that's fine. Something kept him. <laughs> whatever you want to give credit to, something kept him that was beyond his understanding to even get him to the point to recognize like, yo. And at some point after that Stanford loss, the coolest thing about Marcus Freeman is that he recognized like, you know what? Nah. This ain't it. Which leads me to my next point. My favorite part. Honestly, after the Stanford loss, people are texting him, rubbing him on his back, trying to make him feel okay after another embarrassing home loss. They're texting him, trust the process. And Marcus Freeman's response, hell no. Fix the process. Screw this damn process. This ain't working. That's when Marcus Freeman became one of my favorite head coaches, man. That's when I saw midway through the season, and I said in one of the post-game shows, he's recognized things have to change because this situation is not what I thought it was going to be. And I have to take accountability and I have to be the one to say, it's got to change from the very foundation. Screw the process. This process ain't working. This is Notre Dame. You heard what the man said. What are the expectations? They want you to win a national championship every year, which is hilarious because Notre Dame fans, I think we all can agree that they might be saying that, but do they act like it? The powers that be, do, do they put their money behind it like they want to win it every year? 
Do they make the hires or protect the hires? That's another thing I wrote down. Marcus Freeman said we have to protect our hires, our coaches. Oh, we're going to get to that. Oh, we're going to get Malik's going to love that. He's going to love that. No name fans. He's going to love that. When Marcus Freeman said that, I said, whoa, whoa, let me tell you something. The process had to be fixed. Had to be fixed, man. I know you guys get tired of me saying it because either you really love Brian Kelly and Marcus Freeman wasn't to the point where you could really push forward because, you know, he did okay. But it wasn't Notre Dame level in his first season. So you really weren't truly on board. I get it. I get it. I get it. So you could always hold on to what Brian Kelly did, right? And you didn't want to admit that the foundation was crumbling under Brian Kelly. You didn't want to admit that. You didn't want to admit that, right? Because you saw the 10-2 season. You saw the Fiesta Bowl. Forget the fact that his last season, he had to go out and get Jack Cohn from Wisconsin at the quarterback situation, right? So the quarterback room was just fine and dandy, right? It was the traje trajectory was in the right direction under Brian Kelly, right? Before he left. Mm. Halfway through the season, Marcus Freeman found out, no, nah, this quarterback room is some bull. There's some bull here. I ain't winning. I'm not winning with this. I'm winning with this. There's some bull. I got to fix this right now. We have to go to the portal again. He found that out. He didn't wait till it. Marcus Freeman didn't figure that out after USC. Marcus Freeman figured that out in the middle of the season. Nah, man, this ain't it. What I'm looking at, the quarterbacks we have in this room, that's not it. And that might sound, you know, because people might feel like, oh, they're young men. Uh, look, man. This man said administration and people walk up to him every year talking about national championship. It is what it is. Well, there's players and coaches. We can get sentimental. That's another thing I love when he said, when they pushed on him and tried to put the responsibility on him to give opportunities to minorities and other coaches. And he said, man, that's fine and dandy. I'm open to doing it, doing that and being part of that. But, man, if you can't help us win, no, nah, we can't have you here. You got to be able to help us win. I don't care where you come from, what your background is, who you were born to. Can you help us win? That's numero uno. Can you help us win? And if you can't, all that other stuff, nah. So I correlate the way he handled his NFL career very much to the way he handled his first year at Notre Dame. This young man recognizes he does not wait for things to happen to him. Because some people in life, they respond to life. Others put pressure on life. Others force life to change to them, their will, 
their thoughts, their beliefs, their work. There's two ways you can do it. And I honestly, I've seen people be successful both ways. So there is no judgment for me. But I love the type of leadership that he showed in his own life as a player transitioning to a coach. And I love the type of leadership he showed midway through the season of his first year at the University of Notre Dame. I love that. I love that. And the whole trust the process, no, nah, damn that. I don't need you patting me on my back, rubbing me on my back. No, no, no. We need to fix this. And we got to fix it now. We can't wait till the offseason. We have to start fixing it now. I love that. Takes me to my third point. And I know this, hey, this is sensitive, but I think I might be one of the best guys to say it because of my background. Let me tell you something. When that man said, we can't pray this away. When this man said, we haven't won a national championship in 35 years. We can't pray this into existence. It's going to take some work. Man, I jumped. I, I took a lap around my house. A full lap. Sometimes we can get caught up in the success of how things were done. Well, this is the way we always did it. It worked in the 60s. It worked in the 70s. It worked in 88. This is the way we've always done it. When that man said that, I took a praise break, man. I took a praise break in my house. Ran around the house like, well, there is a God. There is a God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, let me dig a little bit. Let me dig a little bit deeper. You can go to the grotto all you want to. That's that Saturday mass before the game. That ain't determining the outcome, man. I'm sorry. You go light candles on a Friday night as an alum. You can do all of that. That scoreboard, man, God is fair. He allows whomever has prepared the best, coached the best, worked the hardest, and performed the best on that afternoon or that night to show forth on the scoreboard who's the better team on that day. And that's why Marshall got a fair shot when they walked in. God can choose Marshall. Marshall worked for that. David Shaw and Stanford. That wasn't God. They worked for that. They did what they had to do. They worked for it. So, yeah, it's time to wake up the echoes, for real. Wake up the old ones and walk towards some new ones. That might make this A. Walk towards some new ones that were going to make Jack Swarbrick a little bit uncomfortable. 
and they might make Father Jenkins a little bit uncomfortable. But you know what Father Jenkins and Jack Swarbrick have the vision to do? To recognize, you know what? Things are changing. This is where we need to go. We're not comfortable being the faces of it. So it's time for us to get our exit plan together and to set the people that are going to be our successors in the right position to make the best decisions for these athletes and these coaches and this university. It has to happen. It has to happen, man. It flat out has to happen. And I think, man, I, I'm glad I'm tackling this. I'm glad I put it down as a point, right? Because I think I'm a great conduit to talk about it. I am thankful that I didn't have a Superman. Look, I am so thankful that my dad is the man of God that he is. So thankful. So thankful. Poured just as much work, real life education into me as he did word. Gave me great balance of life and spirituality. Great balance. To whereas when I went through through things in life, man, it's very rare, very rare that I get out of whack. And I'm extreme. I tell him to this day, kissed him on his forehead on Father's Day. Like, yo, I love you, man. I love you, old man. My father to this day still kisses me. My father is the biggest kisser in the world, has always been. Me, my sisters, my brothers. You know what I'm saying? That's why I really, man, I'm just thankful, man. I'm thankful because I come to realize, and I hope Notre Dame realizes, you got to be balanced in this thing. See, Notre Dame does not need to go out and spend $4.6 million a year. And shout out to Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman. Hiring the director of scouting. This is a little We're making progress. Notre Dame fans, we're making progress. Step by step, we're getting there. <laughs> Yo, Georgia has 30 people on staff. Alabama has 30 people on staff just for high school scouting. We're just getting the director scout. A new one. Thankful. Someone that can look into the future. Because the one we had, well, I don't even talk about that. The one we had just happened to be the father of the head coach of offense. I digress. The type of foolishness that they have around Marcus Freeman in his first year head coach. Oh, I, oh. Just the fact that he was able to survive some of the stuff that was surrounding him in his first year as head coach. Woo, Notre Dame fans, you must have been praying for him. You had to be praying for him, for him to survive that. Hand culture offense. Hand culture offense, father as a director of recruiting. He hasn't really scouted. He's so stuck on the NFL. I don't know if he could really go scout in a country and scout. He's probably getting updates from other people. Oh, man. 
Wow. Said Irish, hey, you might be right, my man. We might be lucky we went 94 with everything that was going on last year. Ooh, hey. 